to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello. Today we have two scripture readings and we'll start with the book of Acts and then move into the gospel of John. And these are stories of the ascension of Jesus Christ when he goes up into heaven after he has been resurrected and has spent some time with his followers. And so I invite you to relax your shoulders, take a few deep breaths and hear these scriptures. We will start with the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. As a result, those who had gathered together asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Jesus replied, It isn't for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has set by his own authority. Rather, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. After Jesus said these things, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going away, and as they were staring toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood next to them. They said, Galileans, why are you standing here looking toward heaven? This Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. They returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they entered the city, they went to the upstairs room where they were staying. Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, Alphaeus' son, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, James's son. All were united in their devotion to prayer, along with some women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. And now I invite you to listen to the gospel according to John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. When Jesus finished saying these things, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son so that the son can glorify you. You gave him authority over everyone so that he could give eternal life to everyone you gave him. This is eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. I have glorified you on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I shared with you before the world was created. I have revealed your name to the people you gave me from this world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. This is because I gave them the words that you gave me and they received them. They truly understood that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you gave me, because they are yours. Everything that is mine is yours, and everything that is yours is mine. I have been glorified in them. I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world, even as I'm coming to you. 
Holy Father, watch over them in your name, the name you gave me, that they will be one just as we are one. Here ends our reading. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, today we celebrate the ascension, the rise of Jesus Christ into heaven, to be at your right hand, to be one with you again. God, we ask that you open our hearts and our minds so that we can see you around us and among us. Fill our wells today with a message that Christ is among us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. The last few days have been incredibly contentious. There have been arguments over how and when to reopen churches, how and when to reopen communities and businesses. People have been arguing and making this a political issue and it has been hard. I know that my pastor's heart has ached because I know how badly I want to go back to church and back to things as normal. But I also know that I care too much for my people to put them at risk and myself as well. But even the past few months, we have been asking this question of worship. How do we worship together now? How do we experience the gospel now? How do we be the church together now in this new time? And it's not an easy question to answer. It's not an easy thing to consider. And I have heard a lot of pastors saying we have never really been closed. Our doors may be closed on our buildings, but our churches have been open. We have been working around the clock. People have been coming together from our churches, praying together in new ways and in ways they have never done before. And so for us, I know that our doors are closed, but our churches are open. But we've been asking this question of how do we worship together in this new way? What does it mean to be a Christian right now? And a lot of people have different answers to that question. I know my confirmation class right now has been asking that question of what does it mean to be a Christian? Why is this important? What does it mean to be a follower of Christ? And I imagine that the disciples were asking a similar question in the story we heard today. In that story of Jesus's ascension into heaven, I imagine that they were standing there asking, what do we do now? Where do we go from here? The image in the story that stood out to me the most is that of the disciples standing there looking up into the sky, wide-eyed, not moving anywhere, but just standing there looking up as if they've watched Jesus's body float up into the sky and you see his feet there and then you don't and they disappear into the sky. They might be a little wide-eyed and dumbfounded asking, how do we follow him now? We can't follow him up to heaven right now. So what do we do? How do we follow Christ in this moment? How do we be the church now? How do we follow this man who we thought was going to be the savior, but then died on a cross? And sure, he rose again, but now he's gone again. So what do we do? And I know I have felt a little like those disciples recently. 
that image of them standing there looking up at the sky, hoping that Jesus will come back, wondering where he's gone, hoping that he'll come back down, asking when and how will he come again? Waiting for him to come back, asking that question, when will he return? And when he does return, can he make all this go away? Can he give us some direction on how to be Christians right now? What is the right thing to do? How do we be the church in this moment? But then in this moment, when the disciples are just standing there looking blankly up at the sky, two angels appear to them. And those angels ask this question. Why do you stand looking up towards the sky? And this question stirs something in them, in the disciples. It shifts something for them. Why are you just standing there looking up at the sky? And something changes in that moment. Almost like they're looking in the wrong place. And it reminded me of a skit that always happened during the talent show at my church camp growing up. Guaranteed every year there would be someone who did what we called the log skit. So there'd be no one on the stage and then one person would come out and they would just squat as if they were sitting on something, but there wasn't anything there. They were just squatting. And another person would walk up to them and say, Hey, what are you doing? And they'd say, Oh, I'm sitting on a log. Want to join me? And sure enough, that person would squat down next to them and person after person after person would come up and say, Hey, what are you doing? And they'd say, we're sitting on a log, join us. And so they'd all sit down. And then Finally, the last person would come out and say, hey, what are you guys doing? And they'd say, oh, we're sitting on a log. And he said, oh, that log was moved over there. And then they would all fall down. What made me think of this story is, or of this skit is that moment when the angels ask, why are you looking up toward heaven? Jesus isn't there anymore. Listen to your call. Listen to where he called you to go and what he called you to be in this world. Why are you just standing looking up at the sky? And it knocks them off their feet. They fall off that invisible log. It shifts something in them. And so then they go to be with one another, to be with the women, and they pray together. And so for us too, it's like Jesus is asking us, why are you just standing there looking up at the sky and waiting? Why are you looking at the church when you could be looking at one another? We are called as a people to worship now in a new way, in a different way. And it's time perhaps that we stop looking at the sky and start looking at each other. Start seeing that Christ isn't in the building, but alive in each person we encounter. That to be the church doesn't mean to go to church on Sunday. It means to be Christians together, to be the church out in the world. There's a pastor who started a church plant and he said that their phrase was that church doesn't start until worship ends. Church doesn't start until worship ends. When you go out into the world to be the church. And so it may feel to us like we have been exiled or it may feel like we have been abandoned or that we have abandoned the church, but we haven't. We haven't. Christ is still with us. God is still here. We are still the church. 
And the beautiful thing about today's gospel is when we hear Jesus pray for us. In that gospel of John, Jesus prays for us. So we are reminded that not only do we have a God that we pray to, but we have a Christ who prays for us, who asks God to watch over us, who says, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. Watch over them that they may be one just as we are one. God gave us Christ. God's spirit embodied, descended onto the earth. And also now that Jesus has ascended, Christ has given us one another. That we may be one with him and with God and with one another just as Jesus and God are one. So we have not been abandoned, nor have we been exiled, because the God of all creation is alive now and forevermore in your heart. And so though the doors are closed, and although Jesus' feet disappeared into the sky, we continue to be the church. We continue to follow Christ and listen to his teachings, to love our neighbor, to care for the marginalized, just as Jesus would, to do for the least of these, just as Christ would do for the least of these. It is our responsibility and our privilege to listen to Jesus's teachings, to listen to his call and to be the church for the world. We have not abandoned our churches because we are our churches. We have this immense privilege and responsibility to care for one another, to love for one another, to remember that, that to be the church isn't just to attend on Sundays, but to go out into the world to share the peace by smiling at one another behind our masks to grocery shop for those who cannot shop for themselves, to remember that every shower we take, every time we water a plant, we are remembering our baptism, to remember that every time we share a meal, whether by ourselves or with someone who lives in the house with us, that that we are partaking in communion. Nadia Boltz-Weber wrote this really powerful prayer that reminded us that each and every moment of our day can be worship. That God is with us. And so everything we do can be prayer, can be praise, can be worship. My friends, we are still the church. Our doors have not been fully closed because the doors of our hearts remain open. And I know for me and for many others, there will still be plenty of moments throughout this where we feel like we are standing out, looking up at the sky, feeling a little dumbfounded, wondering where Christ is and when and if he will return. Hoping that he will descend and fix it all. But in those moments, I pray that we also hear those angel voices calling our names, calling us forth and reminding us that all is not lost and we are not alone. That God is with us still because God gave us each other. We are still the church. We are still the church because God gave us Christ and Christ lives within us. And so every time we look around us, we see him among us.
because he lives and breathes in you and in me and in each person we encounter. We are still open. Our hearts are open. And the church is eternal. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.